Welcome to Talk Danger Zone Jobs, the overseas contracting show. I'm William Beaver, editor-in-chief and founder of Danger Zone Jobs. Last year, I launched the podcast, but for various reasons, I kind of set it aside for a while while I focused on building Danger Zone Jobs on the new platform. Now that that's done, with this episode, I'm relaunching the podcast with a new format. I've reached out to people in the industry, recruiters, company officials, and so on, to try to bring new guests on that can give you a lot of information about what's going on in overseas contracting today and offer some advice about how to improve your overseas job search. Today's episode, we're going to start with Philip Ronaldo, who's the president of MS2 USA. Thank you for having me. So why don't we start, maybe you could tell us a little bit about you and your partner and your company and just sort of introduce yourself to the Danger Zone Jobs audience. Um, thank you. Yes. Uh, well, we're known as MS2 USA, which is uh, Machinal Support Services. We're headquartered in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area. Um, uh, myself, I'm the president. Uh, John Blecker is the vice president, both coming from the large defense industry uh, companies. Um, we really, when we started out, we wanted to, to, to do something different. On the corporate side, there's just so many meetings for meetings, and, and it feels, or it felt that we were always tied up and never really could get to do what we wanted, and you never really can, can impact the way that you, you want to. So the small business opportunity came along, and uh, we jumped on it, and we were just trying to do something different. And you've been, how long has the company existed? Uh, we we incorporated in March of 2015. So as we were talking about before, you've got quite an extensive background um, working overseas as well, right? Yes, yes we do. And, and that spans really from, you know, starting in the military, uh, myself doing the European out, working for ITT for 12 years, uh, working in the supply side, um, managing the user uh, user SSAs, property book, uh, user vehicle maintenance, and an array of other contracts throughout the theater, including CTAF down in Italy. And John Blecker, he um, retired colonel, was the director of contracts for USAFE, and um, and then at ITT he was the vice president and general manager of all OCONUS operations for for many years before moving to the Vice President of Contracts for ITT. So what is the the focus of your company? What are you trying to do with your your plan? Well, um, you know, as a, as a new business, what, what most people fail to realize is just because there's government contracts out there, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you just get them because you're a good guy or you understand the industry. It's, it's a very competitive, very, very competitive industry. So uh, our goal initially has been to get on as a subcontractor with the large companies, the ITT, the Vectresses, PAE, Fluors, IAP, Dyncores, and um, build our past performance, our experience in these various areas and regions so that we have the basis to go after contracts as an entity ourselves, not being a, a subcontractor but a prime, and being able to show the government that, hey, we are a viable solution because we have 
the personal experience from the industry, but then we also, as a as a small business, we have the experience directly underneath us and have have provided various skill sets in support of government contracts. So what kind of uh, activities do you have going on right now? What kind of well, projects? Well, we've um, supported the APS-5, um, the ACE-IT, which is our one contract here in the States, and that's the Army Corps Engineers IT contract. Uh, APS-5 is located in Kuwait. It's an Army one. Uh, we provide various labor support, so for uh, across the GCC and you know UAE, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, Qatar. Um, there's really very few places that we we can't support. Um, it's just again, it's getting our name out in a industry that's saturated with so many with so many businesses that we're a viable solution. So, uh, again, we've supported uh, also in the Pacific region with the Diego Garcia down in Gitmo. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> and so, we just recently just recently moved on to uh, a, a contract uh, in Poland, which uh, which we'll be advertising more on Danger Jobs about, and those positions should begin in September, but really once the base is finalized, uh, March 2018 is when I think the full gambit of uh, personnel will come into effect. That's for the missile defense base they're building there? Yes, sir. I see. And um, so do you do you have uh, full-time employees, or do you bring them on as uh, on a project basis, or how does that work for your particular company? Yeah, good question. Um, as a small business, what we specialize and what the big companies really f- focus with us is the contingency support. So for those that don't understand, it's contingency support are missions that pop up that are outside the normal, you know, 365-day um, normal work standard. So it pops up and it's a three-month mission, it's a two-month mission, it's a one-month mission. And uh, which for the large companies, anyone who's gone downrange knows that from the recruiting standpoint to the time that you get get on, it can be 45, 60 days, and sometimes even longer. What we do is uh, very specific and very intense. So we push that timeline of 45, 60 days into a two, three-week period, depending on what nationality we're pushing down there. So... Uh, because of that, when these missions pop up, we can react to their requirement, get qualified people screened, vetted, medically cleared through CRC in, in all the cases so far, and have them on ground so that they're working within a three-week period. Wow, that's very impressive. <laughs> so, <laughs> the caveat to that is I, our goal is to have long-term contracts because um, naturally it's, the first question out of anyone's uh, <laughs> out of their out of their mouth is, "How long is this contract?" And naturally, people that go downrange they want the long-term contracts, and that's that's our drive. But our niche, our capability of being able to put people on ground for short term, shows the same companies that we can do the long term. So, on missions that are or contracts that are already existing. 
they already have a, a team put together. And maybe that team of companies don't have the capability for the contingency, so they come to us and we support. When it gets down to um, new opportunities, so new contracts coming out, they they see how well we work with them, the quality of personnel we put on ground, the level of management that we provide to the contract, and then they begin to bring us into their new business pieces. So it's a, you know, again, you have to have a plan. So by getting on these short-term contracts, it allows us to be part of their new business opportunities, which in, you know, one, two years really should begin to pay off. From a large business perspective, they begin looking at opportunities a year before it even before it's even released on FedBizOps. So it's a it's a long term you know, you have to have that long term goal to get there. And naturally that's supporting the company <laughs> until so you get there. Given the kind of uh things that you've been doing so far, what kind of mistakes do you see the the candidates that you deal with that want to go overseas? Maybe they're experienced contractors or maybe they're new whatever. But what kind of mistakes do you see over and over in your dealings with them in terms of their job search and how they're applying and so forth. Is there any big one that stands out? Yeah, one is the updated resume. And um, um, I've heard that Danger Jobs does a very good job of uh, of uh, helping people <laughs> with updating and, and putting together a professional resume. But that's that would be number one. And in one of my previous lives, I was the president of a of an international recruiting company that that dealt just with resumes. I mean, that that you know, a recruiting company that's all they they're looking at every day all day. And so with working with these professionals, you know, they taught me so much about how these recruiters how they screen people. So, you have that 5 to 10 sec- second window to make an impression for them to see something on that resume relevant to the job that they've applied for to catch their attention. So um, if you, one of the big things is people putting their, when it comes to some of the software, when they put their name in that top header part of a Word document, most of the systems can't read that. It has to be in the body of the resume. Mm. So um, relevant phone numbers and email addresses. I can't tell you how many times We've tried to contact people and we can't because email address is no longer valid or the phone number. Um, the next thing, when they apply, if they have a passport, most people don't have it on their resume. So having underneath your contact information valid and how long it's valid too. That's huge because most most people that apply for positions do not have passports. So when a, when a recruiter is running through resumes and they see someone who has their passport validity at the top, you've already done your own personal screening. Same thing when it comes to a clearance, a NACI, um, any of those type of uh, background checks, which tell, tells the recruiter that this person is able to get a CAT card. So... Then there's the the next step down in that summary of the professional experience. There needs to, this is kind of hard to say, but, you know, 
none of the recruiters care if you're motivated or if you have great initiative or um, if you're a Christian or, or, or any of that stuff. All they want to deal with is the facts. So what vehicles have you worked on? What systems have you worked on? As in like SAR, SAMS, PBUs, any of those uh, military-type logistics computers, um, regulations, uh, rank and or MOS if it's valid, because that's a direct association for some positions. Having having that personal summary of what you what you are in a snap, because that gives contact, uh, passport, clearance level, and a summary of everything what's down below with your chronological piece. Next thing is going in there and making sure that the most recent job that you've had is listed on there. Even if it's even if it's just two sentences, make sure there's something there to show that there's validity because some government contracts will stipulate the person must have three years of experience within the last five years. And if you have a two or three year gap, you've already just eliminated you know sixty percent of the of the requirement. We got a couple minutes left. I'd like to ask you to uh, look into your crystal ball here and given your background, where do you kind of see uh, overseas contracting heading? Do you think it's going anyway, going away, or anything like that? No. <laughs> yeah, the, I believe the Pacific, from from what I've seen, heard, read, various meetings, uh, the Asia-Pacific region will begin to pick up. Um, to That's typically a Navy, Marine a um, bit of an Air Force type area. It's not so much an Army, so um, the skill sets are there. But the Army is, you know, a vehicle and logistics-driven type um, entity, while the Marines and Air Force, you know, they don't have the rolling stock like the Army. But um, I believe the contracts will be increasing. They'll, I believe there'll be more base opportunities, base ops. So the you know the the bases that are there maybe they become a little bit more robust and increasing personnel and that's just due to the to the the threat that's building in that area and do you see anything in the uh, short term happening yeah the well kuwait kuwait's going to be picking up of course as from the army side that is a you know it's the the largest concentration of uh of troops and equipment in the in the Oconus area, and yeah, it's it's going to be picking up naturally, just with the dynamics of of uh, politics right now. Um, you will, yeah, you'll see that. You've been listening to Talk Danger Zone Jobs, the Overseas Contracting Show. I want to thank Mr. Philip Ronaldo for being here today with us. And if your company would like to appear on the show, you can send an email to editor at dangerzonejobs.com.